0: It's always uh, really good to be here. And when Larry asks me to come, I'm always like, yeah, I'm totally down. And I asked him tonight, well, what do you want me to share? What are you guys talking about? And he said, stories. Tara, I want you to share your story. And if I'm being really honest with you tonight, because I don't like to play games. I just like to cut to the chase. I don't like my story. There are chapters of my story that I don't understand. And I wrestle with God all the time because I'm like, yeah, you're a good father and you're a good God. But you're also really strong and really powerful. And you could have stopped this thing from happening. But you didn't. And if I'm being honest, my heart over the last couple of months has grown real cold. And calloused. And calloused. jaded and and that's what we're going to talk tonight about we're going to talk about pain in in our response to the parts of our stories that are hard to embrace there are two types of pain in the world pain that's caused by our own sin so like when you get in trouble for smoking pot that's not because god doesn't love you that's because you were the idiot that made a stupid choice (laughs) And then there's pain that is brought into our lives by other people, most of the time by sin. Tonight, we're talking about that second category. And I want to use an example from Scripture out of Daniel chapter 3. It's a story about three dudes who got thrown into a super hot fire. (laughs) Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you think your name is bad, trust me, it's not. It could be worse. This is Daniel chapter 3, and it says this. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits, and its breadth 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Translation, everybody and their mama is there. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the the governors, and the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, And all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Okay, we get the point. They're standing there, they got the image, okay? Let's cut to it. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music... You are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Translation, we have a royal case of tattletale going on. I'm sure as middle schoolers you have no idea about tattletales, right? (laughs) Snitches, whatever y'all call it now. Then Nebuchadnezzar well and good. Here's your chance, sirs. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning fiery furnace. Don, don, don. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? This sounds like a typical week in middle school. Am I right or am I right? No? Okay. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Everyone say, oh snap. oh snap. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, everyone say, But if not. But if not. Be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Translation, they're not wearing flame-retardant clothing. Are you tracking? This is like where the bonfire goes bad quickly. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oops. (laughs) Wonder if that's on the job description. Could be engulfed in flames and might not make it home for 5 o'clock dinner. Oops. (laughs) Bye, dudes. Sorry about you. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Everyone said, dun-dun-dun. Can you be a little more dramatic? Dun-dun-dun. Gosh, you guys are impossible tonight. I've got better luck training my dog. (laughs) Then Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning, fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of these men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed and no smell of fire had come upon them. and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. It's an incredible story. A story that starts with the king who thinks he's so wise in his own eyes that he crafts this ginormous statue made out of pure gold. And this chapter tells us a lot about the influence that this king had because everyone, anyone who was in everyone was there that day. And he made a law. He made a decree. When you hear the music, when the big band comes out and starts playing, you are to fall and worship this golden statue. And all the people said, let it be. So the big band comes out and they strike their instruments and they start playing and everyone kneels to the ground except Shadrach, Meshach, and and Abednego. And, And so these guys go and they tattletale and they say, oh king, didn't you say that if people didn't listen they'd be marshmallows in the fire? Well, yes, yes I did. So he has Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego brought to them. And he says, is it true? Is it true that you are disobeying my command? <laughs> Their answer, astonishing, astounding. Frankly, sir, we don't need to answer you in this matter. But we will not bow down to any God but our God. And the king says, I'm going to give you one more Chance, You better figure it out. You guys know the rest of the story. The big man comes out. They, they play their instruments. They make the music. And everyone bows down except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the king is ticked off. He's so mad that the, the hot furnace wasn't hot enough. And so he says, turn the furnace up seven times the normal heat. And he's so ticked off and the fire is so hot that the king's own men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the furnace were engulfed in flames and killed. And we go all the way from the pissed off king with a golden statue to the end of the chapter declaring that there is no God like the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me tell you, that was a very... Horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it's not like they were in trouble because they did something stupid. They were in trouble, actually, because they were following God's rules. They were having difficulty because they were doing the wrong thing. And what they could have said in that moment is, God, where are you? Or, hey, following you today is a little bit difficult. We're going to take a timeout, sir. We're just going to play along with the people. And then we'll be back to following you tomorrow when the king isn't around. But they didn't. They said, we will not bow down to any other God but our God. Because he can deliver us. And then they said three of the most powerful words. But if not. But if not, even if God doesn't rescue, even if God doesn't save, we will not change who we are and how we live our lives. Do you know when people start following Jesus, stop following Jesus? When things are hard. Maybe some of you tonight can can resonate with that. that. Yeah, like, man, I got saved six months ago and it was great and I love coming on Wednesday nights. But things at home have been crazy and they've been hard. And, and I'm kind of ticked off at this supposed God who's good. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get punked out. And they stop following Jesus. They stop coming to church. They stop worshiping. They stop reading their Bibles. You know why? Because they have embraced those three words. But if not. <laughs> but if not. Here's the thing. You have a story just like I have a story. And there are going to be parts of your story that are incredibly painful and broken. And it's going to feel like God doesn't give a rip about you. And it's going to feel like God isn't hearing your prayers and he doesn't care. And it's going to feel like you got punked and you got scammed. And if you don't learn how to embrace those three words, but if not, then you're going to quit. And here's why you can't quit. Because the purpose of a fire is this. It's not to consume you, it's to refine you. The purpose of the fire is not to consume you, not to destroy you, it's to refine you. Consume means this. To do away with completely. I mean, this story would be entirely different if it said... And the king looked in the furnace and found three dead, charred bodies. But that wasn't the purpose of the fire. The purpose of the fire was to refine them. And to refine means this, free from impurities. See, the reason you and I go through things is because God is testing us because he wants to work on us. Because we come to things like this and we sing songs and we say, God, I love you. You can do whatever you want with my life. And then as soon as as the fire gets cranked up and the heat is turned on, we start to back up a little bit. Right? So like a month ago, I had to do something. And this is what I said. I didn't say, God, thank you that I have this opportunity today. I said, hey, God, when I told you as an 11-year-old that I would serve you the rest of my life, this isn't what I meant, bro. (laughs) Who's God in that conversation? The purpose of the fire is not to consume you. It's to refine you. It's to mold you. It's to shape you. See, you and I were created to look like Jesus, sound like Jesus, and smell like Jesus, not to smell like fire.